And hello, once again, welcome to the Price and Presley Spook Show. I'm Terry Price. I am Harold Presley, and welcome to the regular guy look at the spooky, paranormal stuff that, you know, you just can't explain. I'll go to sleep afterwards, like it happens to me sometimes, all right? Now, even <laughs> one of us is really experts in this kind of thing. We just like talking about it and like hearing, about, hearing you talk about it. And by the way, if you got something going on that seems, you know, paranormal, like we'd like to hear from you. Don't be afraid. Send us and if you're worried about your privacy. Don't worry about that. We're not going to mention your name if you don't want it mentioned or anything like that. Okay. Send it all that stuff to us. Your great spooky stories, scary, whatever they might be, UFO sightings, whatever. Uh, send it to us at pricepresley at show at gmail.com. That's right. And oh, I got to take a drink of water. Go take ahead. A, take a drink of water there. Uh, we also have a, we'll hopefully we'll have the Patreon account up by down and that we'll provide a link there in the comment section and everything. And you can support the spook show on Patreon and uh, every, right. little, every little bit helps us keep this show going. In uh, the meantime, you can click and subscribe and like us. Give us a thumbs up on our YouTube page. That's where you can get the shows absolutely free. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, also our Facebook page. Did you tell them that already? No, I did not. Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash price Presley spook show. That's correct. All right. That's what we like to talk about here. Scary, spooky stuff. And uh, with that in mind, we got some scary, spooky people. Yeah. Well, you know them personally. I didn't know they were scary and spooky, but now that you mentioned that. Okay. Actually, we have a couple that uh, that lived in an actual, very haunted house. And it, as it turns out, uh, one of them is an actual degreed neuropsychologist, which is kind of paranormal related. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to introduce to you Laura and Josh McDaniels. Hello, guys. How are Hello. you? Hello. Hello, hey. well, and welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. And uh, uh, Laura, the the neuro, you actually your neuropsychologist. What you are, right? Um, yes, I was finishing my degree. I have a master's in psychology, and my desired focus and goal was neuropsychology. Mm -hmm. And eventually, to work towards a doctorate with a uh, desire to challenge the known, so to speak, with a, per, a focus on perceptual and psi studies. Um, okay. perceptual I, and size studies. Now, what is that? What is that? Um, some people used to call it psychical research. Some places still call it psi. Ah. Um, like, uh, and I know in, uh, the university of Edinburgh in Scotland, they have a Costler unit there that focuses on psi phenomena and they have all kinds of cool stuff, but uh, that would take like a whole other episode. Uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah. You've got parapsychology as a term, but it's, it's one of those terms that is not, I don't hear it too much in the actual academic community. In fact, my professor used to get on to me all the time. He'd be like, you can't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really. Um, you know, you know yeah. I heard that term. I heard that term in Ghostbusters. Parapsychology. I'm just saying, that's what I heard. Yeah. I heard it. <laughs> yes, they do. Actually, some places do hold classes on parapsychology. Do they really? Oh, and, wow. And yeah, I just don't think you can. Um, I know you can't like directly major in it. Like. I jumped into a program of psychology and neuroscience, and then I was planning on jumping over to a medical school to seek out opportunities with a research group known as DOPS, which is the Division of Perceptual Studies at UVA. And their department is in uh, the Department of Psychiatry. And this was to further my neurobehavioral studies and addressing the challenges that come with working scholastically and professionally in a science-based phenomena or in science-based environment with phenomena, which is challenging. 
So um, at the time, though, we ended up moving out to Oregon for um, Josh's military career. Oh, military. Okay. Having- yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. We need to get Josh's story. Yeah, here, okay. you know? So Josh, what, what, you said military. Is that your background? What's, what's your story? Uh, yeah, um, I'm actually retired uh, now as of a few years, few years ago. I'm still kind of getting used to that fact. But uh, yeah. Um, Navy, Air Force, and kind of took me all over the U.S. So yeah, you. Uh, that was a little bit of my background there on that you're, one. You're letting your hair grow out, so to speak, right? <laughs> Figuratively and metaphorically speaking, yes. And literally. <laughs> and literally. <laughs> they sent me an email the other day. Says, you know, all this paranormal stuff aside, what do you recommend for a good haircut? <laughs> good haircut. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I, I also I, I'm yeah, a, yeah. a barber by trade. You, you, you've cut a few heads in your time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Josh, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Oh, no, you're good, bud. No, um, yeah, I, I was uh, started off Navy. I uh, got to go see some really cool places. Um, that was actually pretty much some of my first experiences and kind of deal with, as you guys say, some of the truly spooky, bizarre, and what kind of thing. <laughs> um, and moving over the Air Force, it's all a little bit more of that. So, so. didn't you have, have something to do with cults or something like that? Whoa, what? what whoa, what? Josh? <laughs> Tell me about that. There's something always going on behind the scenes. You know, there's uh, something that's kind of driving force behind, you know, things, whatnot. So I start off with my bachelor's, but I I took my master's and started focusing on uh, strategic studies and protection management. But, you know, to kind of break it down a little bit more. What does that mean? uh, basically it's taking criminal justice and, and, you know, putting it on steroids, essentially. I see. Know, really okay. That's right. cool. Yeah. That's cool. All right. But, uh, the, yeah, the cults and stuff came into it because it's just something that fascinated me about just the way they operated and that played into terrorism. So we dealt, you know, the areas I worked in was specifically with that. So ah. that's kind of what drove it. Oh, okay. That's cool. Cool. Parapsychology, it's just rampant with copious amounts of variable explanation. So, this leads to many possible answers to these questions coming from various fields of expertise. Nature on the planet alone has loads of beautiful things we're still learning about and discovering daily. So we, we barely understand like the speck we live on, you know? So um, I, I can barely understand half of what she's saying. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying like, we, it's, it would be hard. Like, for example, I love, I love psychology and I I love biology. Those are two of my favorites. And oceanography is a third. But if someone were to ask me to do like physics, I would be like, oh, nope, not my boat. I can listen to them all day, (laughs) but I am definitely, I could, I could not see myself being an expert in that field. So it takes many minds coming together. Yeah. And a variety of experience too. And it doesn't matter the degree of that experience because every experience matters when you're taking data. You know, so I yeah, just wanted to yeah, add that. Really. Yeah. Hey, Bubba, are you getting any of this? I, I'm getting. I, I just, I just want to get to the haunted house. That's. I'm just. I just want to get to that. That's all I want to get to. Oh, uh, I tell you what, you know, it, and and this this gives you an. I've idea. never talked to anybody living in a haunted house. Well, this gives you an idea of the level of what a real paranormal investigator yes. actually goes through to learn. You know, I, I'm I'm what you would call a uh, hobbyist. I, I suppose you know that's. Yeah. I did it. I did it, and I learned as I went. This. This lady apparently learned exactly what's behind the the fear and and, yeah. and and the experiences and actually how to do scientific research correctly. Yeah. So now we're going to get to the house that you lived in and how you Thank dealt you. with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and where was That's this house at? Person, I I ask. 
Uh, well, this was in good old Virginia. Portsmouth, Virginia. Okay. All right. I'm assuming that since that area is extremely old, the house was fairly old, too. Yeah. Yes. Why don't you give us a little background information on the house? So um, in that area, it's part of multiple cities that make up Hampton Roads and just outside of the historic triangle, which is, you know, like Yorktown or Jamestown, Virginia, all those places and Williamsburg. So very cool stuff all in around the area, lots of historic stuff. And especially in Portsmouth, you throw a stone, it's haunted, you know. So there's also a very large military presence in Hampton Roads, which plays a role later in what we found out about the home's history. So we found out the home's history as we went through this. So do you want us to start with the home's history that we found out later, or do you want... (laughs) You want us to kind of tell the story and then tell Well, I'll tell you, you, you tell it whatever way yeah. you want to yeah. tell it. Yeah. We'll you, listen. You just tell us. We're just listening. You go any way you want to go. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just start from day one. So okay. we were all, you know, college students. We all worked in the same bar. Now, now, um, well, first so of all, I, let me stop you. You say we. Who is we? Who's all living in this house? We had our two friends. We'll call them Heather and Mike. Okay. And uh, Heather and Mike and us were looking for, okay. you know, a little a little bit more space. And so we were looking for a this rental a big house. home. This is a big house. Yeah, oh, yes. it, was a, it was a good size house. Yeah. And we were looking for a little bit more space to right. be able to have a place that was in between college and our job. All right. So we all worked for the same bar. The two guys in the house are both military. Um, Mike was Navy. Mike was Navy. And, of course, I was Air Force. So. Mm-hmm. And we were dating at the time, so it was yeah, an interesting. Yeah, we weren't married yet. Oh, so you were just dating at the time? <laughs> yes, we were dating, and uh, we would get engaged in this house. And then uh, Mike, at the time when we were moving in, was deployed, so we moved uh. in uh, with his wife. And so at first, when we moved in, within the first week, there were some pretty minor things that happened. A little, but they just. I would call them minor in the scale of things, but the amount they happened was pretty, not severe. So what are we like, talking about here? It was, it was uh, poignant. You know, you could tell like, it was kind of like one of those. missing or moved items. Like Heather would, um, <laughs> you know, place her keys or her wallet or her purse or her papers. You know, we're getting moved in. We have all that paperwork. You know, she would place those different places. And at first she just thought to herself, you know, where's it at? Oh, this would go missing. That would go missing. And she would just think, you know, oh, I must have placed it somewhere. But in one day this happened like 20 plus times. And she goes, all right, you know, that's not, no, I know I placed it here. Who's screwing with me? Yes. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't one of you guys moving the keys around, right? No, no. no. I was at work actually when, uh, uh, her and Josh were moving in. So I actually wasn't there. I hear about all this later. So I'll let them kind of tell this part. Yeah. Cause while we were all, none of us could really take off uh, time enough to really kind of all do this together. So there was times I was kind of doing some of the moving by myself and my level, I I consider it kind of welcome to the neighborhood. We're going to spook the crap out of you now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I started noticing at one point, cause it's during the summertime and I, you know, started noticing you know this burning sensation on my back couldn't ever figure out what the heck it was and by you know i just worked through everything and uh, i think it was the first or second day of moving i went over and went to go take a shower and i happened to notice my back and i had these scratch marks going down my back you what yeah. and I'm like, wait 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 what? wait 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 you scratch, what scratch marks wow yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So he had. Yeah, I, it wasn't like I'm saying, okay, maybe did I bump into anything? And I looked over where I was unloading, like there's no bushes, there's nothing. It's literally yeah, it open. Yeah, big wide open deck. Yeah, and stairs. Was, that was it. So yeah. And I kind of noticed that, and I'm like, well, that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Move on. And, and that's kind of my stuff. I started seeing papers, you know, just kind of going, okay, I know I set those there. Yeah. Now they're over they here. They were just getting messed with. And, yeah. And then one day I came home from work and uh, Josh and Heather uh, are like, you need to get the house blessed or, or do your thing. And I was like, my <laughs> get the thing. House blessed. And, and I was like, my thing, what's my thing? And they were like, you know, there's creepy stuff in this house and you need to do something about it. And I was like, do I'm your not thing. a, do your thing. And I was like, I don't have a thing, guys. Like there's nothing I do. Um, it's the house. We're getting used to it. Yeah. Sounds, all I, that, I you said, know. you know, what, what happened? And they tell me about this pile of receipts. Again, you, you know, you're moving in, you got all the things, the paperwork and, yeah. you know, they this big pile of receipts that was one on one of the downstairs fireplace mantles. And they said it literally came up and floated off of it and then landed on the floor like somebody had grabbed it moved it and did a mic drop and oh wow oh it was just a and, draft it was the wind right right and that's, that's, what, that's I, what she said that's what i said i i looked at them and i said guys it's it's an older house yeah you know we're still getting used to it like Drafty. maybe it was just a draft and and they were like, you're supposed to believe us. <laughs> you're the person we're supposed to tell, and this isn't a problem. Well, Laura, we, we had a conversation with some folks from the Dallas Area Paranormal Society on a previous podcast, and that was one of the things that came up is that what we do, and, and I assume this is what you do as well, is you get rid of all of the natural possibilities before you start going paranormal. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And unfortunately for... Josh and Heather, when I, when we first moved in, I was working all week. So I'd get home and just crash. And I didn't notice I had zero experiences at this point. So I'm like, okay, guys, it's, it's an older home. It's in an older neighborhood. We're getting used to it. It's, it's right next to the water. You know, um, there's lots of new things I'm sure. And, um, you know, I just, I, I had not been there long enough to be able to weed through all the possibilities it could be versus something paranormal. Well, knowing what you know, knowing that it was close to water wasn't that kind of a red flag because a lot of times paranormal activity and water, for some reason or other, go hand in hand. It does seem to have a correlation. Um, however, I I didn't, again, I hadn't had any experiences yet. So, and I'd lived near water my whole life I and see. had been, you know, we're from Virginia beach. So I'd lived right there, you know, and had very little experiences in my, in some of my childhood homes. So this was definitely, they came on really heavy, which was unusual for them. I took note of that. I was just kind of like, you know, they're very, you know, objective people, <laughs> you know, they're not the right. type to just be, and they were pretty shook up so that I could see on them. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do something. We'll, you know, bless the house, you know, or do something some way, some form that makes y'all feel better. And we'll just keep an eye on it. I'm sure it'll work itself out. And one day I was getting ready for work and Heather and I worked at the same bar. And so, uh, while we're getting, uh, ready, I heard humming in the hallway and 
it sounded like a, a child, but I wasn't quite sure. And I asked her, I said, are you singing? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, nothing. I just, you know, I thought I heard something, but it's probably nothing. She's like, okay. And I just kind of kept that to myself. I wanted to see if it was something that I heard because it was very distinctive. Well, did Josh and show you the scratches on his back? Did you see those? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. And I was like, are you sure you didn't bump into something? <laughs> of course, the rational mind. <laughs> Yeah, because see, these, that's why I was sitting there kind of a little aggravated going kind of to your point. Like, you, you, He's like, you're supposed to believe you're me. You're supposed to believe me. I'm like, I don't normally go, hey, what the heck, you know? And Because this wasn't like, you know, one little scratch, like maybe catch the corner. They were no, big scratches. This looked like something kind of just took your hand and just raked it across. Were the there back. like and four like, scratches or three scratches? or? Uh, it, it, was, it, was like it, it was three to four. I know it was more than three, but it was very, it wasn't kind of where you had to really kind of, you know, get close and see. No, it was very definite. Really? Because mm. I could feel it on my back. And it was not just in one little spot. It, it was it a, was across his whole, like yeah. from shoulder to hip. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. Right. And he goes, don't you think I would have noticed rubbing against something for that long? Like, <laughs> look how big these are. And I was just like, I, I understand. I just don't know what to tell you because I've, I've heard of things like this at this point, but I have yet to see it. So like I said, this house kind of ends up answering the reality of some of these um, things you hear about in people's various stories, not just ours, but many people yeah. have experienced things like that. And you always wonder to yourself, especially when you haven't experienced it, is this something that's a reality or is this them just adding to the story? Right. And in this circumstance, uh, he's not the only one who will end up getting a scratch. Oh, um, okay. Let's go back to the, the little girl singing. Okay. So yeah, you know, I just kept that to myself. That's that science experimentation. And I just was like, nope, when someone else tells me they've heard it, that'll help me know what I heard if they ever do, you know, even though that's not completely you know, empirical evidence or anything. It just kind of makes you feel a little better that nobody's just going along with the story. But I went downstairs to get a drink of water. It was pretty late at night. And this is when the game changes. And I'm drinking my drink. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a little bit of movement at our breakfast bar. We had these large bar stools at the breakfast bar. There were three of them. And, uh, when I was drinking my drink, I could see through the bar window something moving just above what would be the seats of these bar stools. And hanging on to the back of the chair, like with two little hands, was a little girl that looked as real as my daughter's would. Uh-uh. Yes. There was nothing creepy about her. There was nothing except for who are you and why are you in my house this late at night? You know, so. So at this I, point, I you thought it was a real person. Yes. Um, I was drinking my water and I remember I saw the movement, ignored it the first time, saw it move again, eyeballed it and then put my cup down once I sunk in what I was looking at and put my cup down and then she ran off. She bolts. She pushes off the bar stools and bolts. And I remember the bar stools shaking. I remember saying, hey, hey, hey. And I came around the corner thinking there's a kid in my house. How did a kid get in my house? You know, and I can't find her. I go upstairs. You know, my roommates are asleep. Their door has been closed. I, you know, I'm searching all around for her. I go back downstairs. There's no evidence of the doors 
being unlocked or disturbed. There was no sound of her, I realized, running away. I was going to ask um, you that. Did you not hear her feet uh, as she ran away? You didn't hear that? And this is, yeah, and we're a bunch of, you know, college kids. We we have not much money. So this is a big empty wow. home for the most part, except for so our little. It would definitely it echo. It would echo. We had a lot yeah. of echoes yeah. in the house before we got fully moved in. But where this girl so, was concerned, there was nothing. There was nothing, and it didn't really hit me until after the fact. And so I came back to the kitchen, you know, just going, did I really just see that? And I'm <laughs> by myself. Why am I by myself? And so then I look at the bar stools, and one of the bar stools, uh, the back of the bar stool was leaning into the chair next to it where she'd pushed off, and it knocked over the chair. Oh, wow. And and so we had a big group conversation the next day I'll where I was I bet like, you did. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to leave. <laughs> that would be my that would be the words come out of my mouth. Come over to the dark side. <laughs> we need to leave now. Okay. <laughs> Harold's Harold's already over here going, Hell no. No. No, we get we're getting the hell out of here. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know, just, just like those late night infomercials, man. Uh, but wait, there's more. No, yeah. no. Okay. I, I oh, remember boy. her her blonde hair. I remember her dress. Wow. I remember how pretty she was. So there was no um, no fear on you on your part seeing this stranger in your house at all. No, it oh, was wow. she was a, she was a child. If anything, it startled me at first, and it did. I had an initial jump, but not l like you think you would. Not yeah. because was, you saw a ghost, but because there's somebody in your house. Yeah, a, yes, you thought you saw I, a person. Yeah, a child. Yeah, that reminds and, me of an interview we did with with Alan from Daps, and when he was a kid, he was you know he was raised in London, and he was his mother was I think a security guard or a police officer or something, but he was at a pub and he was playing in the back. He was, he was a kid, little kid, and he was playing with a little girl, but the only he could see. He's the only one that could see. Her. <laughs> yeah, and he said the same thing as you did. It yeah. looked like she was really there. Really I mean, there. You know, she just he's just playing. Yeah, with, you know. So. We said Mike's been deployed this time, whole time. So Mike's coming home, and Josh goes and gets him, and I'll, I'll let. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of said, all right, dude, welcome home. Uh, <laughs> time to fill you in. Oh no! How did he take it when you guys explained it to him? Um, um, not well. So here, here's the here's the interesting <laughs> dynamic. So our our backgrounds for belief systems is very unique in this couple. Um, and so that that's why this really was an interesting dynamic. And, and Mike himself, um, he was a full blown just atheist. atheist, right? I mean, he he's yeah. not. I don't believe it. That oh nope, that was just the wind. You know, nope, that was just this. Oh, there might have been like a little tremor or something like that causing the house to do. You know, the yep. house is selling or something. Yep. So he was very much like, okay, man, whatever. In denial. I'm just glad to be home. Well, how did he explain the the little girl? Well, he he doesn't. He just he just is like, I'm sorry. I mean, it's not that I don't believe you or don't want to believe you. It's just, I've never had that experience and I'm an atheist. So I just don't believe in an afterlife. And I told him, I was like, well, I'm an atheist, but I don't disregard the possibility for there to be things we don't understand. Yeah. You yeah. know, he might've been the type, I think mainly just, you had to see it to kind of believe it and experience and go, okay, some maybe. I think but, some atheists are flexible and maybe yeah. some aren't. Well, there are some people there are some people that that will deny it when it's standing right there in front of them because oh, it, yeah, yeah, that's that about was, to happen. That yeah, that yeah that that's about him. to happen. Uh -oh. Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we have this big group chat in the man cave. We called it. It was a 
so a spare so, room upstairs. Yeah, so just kind of picture in your head, you know, this is a huge, huge house that was convert uh, as one single house. They end up converting into like a duplo kind of thing. Duplex. Yeah, duplex. Why not? Duplo, because duplo. we have kids. Yeah, we have kids. There we go. So it's all built out of Legos. <laughs> you know. um, but we had the, one of the extra rooms we had, we we decided we designated that the man case. We put in TV and the whole works. And it's kind of like the chill game room, movie room, what have you. And it, okay. it's right next to the entrance to the attic and whatnot. So that's where we're having the group chat, just kind of talking about, okay, some of the things that's been going on, um, how are we feeling about this kind of thing? And it, it kind of goes from there. Yeah. Now, I worked in a few groups within college where there was a few times um, I didn't used to really believe in people who had um, psychic or medium ab abilities. Um, I, know, and, I know what you're saying. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. I had a lot of problems because usually there's always a catch or you always feel like they're just, I don't know, you know, there for attention. And I always thought to myself, you know, if you really do have that gift, it's probably a gift and a curse at the same time, you know, and I cannot speak from any sort of experience, but I did meet one woman uh, as part of these groups go who had this ability and I I was short with her on it and um, just because I just didn't believe. And, you know, she point blank looks at me one time and she goes, you know, this happened to you one time and you always wondered, you put your hand on the side of the car and you thought this, and then there was this one time with your Nana that you experienced and you really regretted this and da 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 da. And she just lists all this stuff for no reason. And she goes, it's real. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> and she had no reason to do that, but right. she just explains all this. So mm -hmm. we did stay in contact. She ends up moving, but I had suggested to the group that maybe I text her because I felt over my head in this environment. Oh, I, bet. I bet. And so I was like, well, I do have this one lady and she's a teacher, you know, she's just a regular teacher. She's a science teacher actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but she, has a gift. And yeah. so maybe she could point us in the right direction. Like I'll give her a call. And Mike very poignantly says, uh, so a medium. And I was like, I guess you could call her that. And then all of a sudden <laughs> downstairs, you hear what sounds like our big heavy wooden coffee table get pushed across the floor like this like sound right. on the wood boxes being and thrown. boxes being thrown. This has and happened you after that. you mentioned that you were going to call this lady. Yes. And then the front door slams and you hear on the steps, someone running up the stairs towards where we're all at. Bum, 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 and it was really fast. And we all shot up and the boys just shot out of the room. Josh goes and grabs a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we thought somebody was breaking in. Oh, yeah, you so, thought somebody's okay, so, breaking in, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, goes, so the military training kicks in. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So Josh I go and Mike out, go out the door. All you hear is us stay in the door until we come back, you know, and I slam the door. I, the next thing you hear is, you know, and Josh grabs, and here comes and Mike, Mike coming right behind me, and I start clearing the house, and I'm like, okay, where are you at? Where are you at? We should have should have ran into them. This person, if they're running up the stairs when the guys left that room, the the, the key thing it. here is they should have ran right into that person because the sound of the steps we were hearing was steps coming up, Come, the stairs, up the stairs, not running away from them. So whoever this person should have been, if it was a real person, should have met them face to face. Should have seen them right yeah. when they 
yeah, right when they slammed open that door. So the first red flag to me was, where's the person? And the boys grab their stuff. They head down the stairs. They clear the upstairs rooms. We stay in the room while they go. They clear downstairs. All of the doors are locked. All of the everything gates are locked. is in place. Everything. The coffee table hasn't been moved. All the boxes. Everything is exactly how we left it. Well, what made the, the sound, sound then? Was, yeah, that's the so question. So they get back upstairs, and Heather and I are sitting in the room, and she's holding a baseball bat, and I'm holding a black, black and decker, decker drill. drill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drill you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just we're just sitting there. And of course, Mike's got his samurai sword. He grabbed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is... I feel sorry for whoever actually breaks into that house. I'm just some. <laughs> Mike, uh, <laughs> we're all confused and we're sitting there talking about what the heck that was. And we all heard it. Like, so, you know, all four of us, which was kind of a nice dynamic, I'm going to tell you, because I know if I were alone in this situation, I would have felt a lot crazier. But Luckily, we had the four of us together. And so, but here's Mike. Mike is confused, but not admitting to what just happened. He was, he was shook. He was so white. And he's still he not admitting just, to this. This is amazing yeah, no, to me. Complete denial. And so we, at that point, we look at each other and I said, you know what? We need to go to the neighbors. And they're like, no, they'll think we're crazy. And I'm like, nope, we're going, we're going right now. That one's outside. So we walked outside and we walk across the street to a woman's house and I knock on her door and she comes out and she goes, well, Hey, it's the new people. And we're like, yeah. And she, and I said, okay, um, I'm Laura. This is Josh. This is Heather and Mike. And, uh, we have some questions. Um, you're going to think we're crazy. And she goes, no, I'm not. Your house is haunted. Welcome to the <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, she probably heard this before. And she took a drag off her cigarette. Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's like, you know, you're, yeah, the whole neighborhood knows, you know, uh, if you watch people carefully, they kind of pause and look at your house sometimes. And they or walk across the street. The teenagers, to avoid the, house. the teenagers might gawk at it, you know, or point at the windows and, at nighttime, even when no one's living there and the power is not on, you know, we can see the attic light on, off, on, off, on, People off. People standing in the People window. standing in the window. She goes, yeah, no, you're not crazy. She goes, my son talks to something in your front yard. And I'm like, oh, okay. Great. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we all go back home and we're just kind of like a little process. How's Mike feeling and at this time? So Mike at this point becomes a target in the house or for the house um all of us continue to have like minor Ra little little things. things like one time i woke up and the candle that was on my nightstand shifted from right to left or one time i woke up and i swear i heard a man you know whisper in my ear peter and like he was telling you a name like peter and you know, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And then uh, Josh and uh, Heather were having some, it, like, just little things happen. But Mike, Mike's yeah. life got really hard there. For yeah, because one of the other things, like, right where we should have made contact with that, whoever it was running up the stairs. Yes. 
you could, if you were quiet enough, you could sit there and we'd be in our respective rooms and you could listen to conversations. Oh, yeah, between, yeah, they were fighting. They would be fighting. You could hear a male voice, a female voice, and they'd be fighting right there on the we'd landing. Be the, yeah. But there's nobody there. Everybody, we would look at the little peepholes and wow. there's yeah. nobody there, but you could hear it clearly. Everybody in the house would be in their beds at night and, you know, you know, you sit there on your phone for a little bit and we would hear sometimes people arguing in the hall or we'd hear discussions or we'd hear the steps creaking. Sometimes up in the attic, you would actually hear walking or stomping or rustling around. And of course, the first thing you think of is an animal, right, but right, it's right. very distinct when you hear a shoe, like you hear a shoe and you can hear talking at that point. You know, we'd start texting each other. We're like, okay, we're feeling a little crazy. Are you guys hearing this? And they'd be like, yeah, they'd be in their bedroom. I remember one night it got so bad with the stomping and the running. It was like, bum, bum, bum. But it was just, it sounded so angry. Like it was throwing stuff around. It was, it was, and it was, all of us threw open our bedroom doors and we meet on this landing just above the stairs before the, the attic had its own stairwell. Like yeah, the, with, the attic with, was huge. Like she said, it wasn't uncommon for this to happen but this night it's almost like it was so throwing, loud it was throwing a fit yeah almost like a temper tantrum that's what it sounds and like at that point it like i was saying it, it was just super loud this night and i finally at that point was just my patience had been gone yeah well at that point and like i said the man kid had, had to get up in, early too yeah i was like you're so my sleep you know <laughs> <laughs> and to get to the attic, you had to go through the man cave. And eventually the man cave, it was one of those, I just, I didn't want to go. Nobody there, wanted to go we, we avoided it at all costs for the most part. But what ended up happening is I said, okay, that's it. I'm done. I've had it. And they're all kind of looking at me I'm like, that's it. We're, it. This game over. And I grabbed what I thought was a flashlight. And I do not like this attic. But this time I just, I threw open the door, walked through the man cave. And just threw open the attic door, and I shut it behind me. I don't know why I did. Why I in did. the world would you shut the door behind you? <laughs> I don't know. I was ticked off. I'm just trying to figure why he went in it. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone in it. I think, I think once you get to a point in some of these places, you hit a fight or flight mode yeah. where you either decide that you leave or you decide that you're like you make a stand. Essentially, you kind of just talk to it. I flight. <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. That, <laughs> And so that that's pretty much what I did. So they can hear me going up the steps. Yeah. And, like, right. and they can hear me like hollering. And so I walked up and said, all right, that's it. I'm done. I don't care who you are, Look what you're here, done. Buddy. Look, I don't care. You know, I have a feeling that it's like, a, you know, you're a guy or something like that. And if you used to be the man of the house, fine. But that is key word, used to be. There's another man in the house here. If you got a problem, let's deal with this here and now. You know, I'm done. That's kind let's, of dangerous to do settle. that. And so, of course, I can hear and I can sense movement all around me. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. So I threw up what I thought was a flashlight. And nope, I grabbed Laura's ghost hunting kit. And I grabbed her laser grid. Oh, no. So I turned it on when I did the whole attic went into this. Spectrum of dots. Spectrum of green laser dots everywhere. And I'm like, oh, crap. But it lit it up. But the the thing that I remember most about is when I went where I sensed movement and I shot it up. And within seconds, I could see a figure standing in front of me that tried to run. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Get your butt over here. And he kept trying to run behind me. I'm like, no, face to face, bro. We're dealing with this here and now. Whatever and was in the attic was really tall, too. It was. It was. I'm six foot, so it was definitely at least my height. But I remember saying, no, this stops here now. If you got a problem, we're going to end it. And I said, no, face to face. So this stops. We can either get along or I'm banishing you from the house. And 
that was it. <laughs> and then I turned it off. Of course, I can see this full, you know, figure. I can't make out a face, but I can see it. It's a full figure, human turned, figure, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. It looked human. And so I finished everything up. I walked back downstairs. Of course, then that's when that adrenaline rush kicked, you know, yeah. terminated. And I'm like, what the hell did I do? What did you do? <laughs> Well, but you know, that's, ex- is, is wow. that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what those grids are for is to, so that you can see those shadow. F- it's weird that you picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> so thinking you had the flashlight. Yeah. So what so, were you, like, so you guys hear this, he's the only one there, but do yep. you, do, can you actually hear what he's saying or, or we can, we can hear him talking a little bit to it, but we're down on the I guess you'd say the second floor, okay. um, the landing of the first flight of steps. And what was crazy was we could hear Josh's feet mm-hmm. and something else. So how would you, how were you able to tell the difference between Josh and something else? Because it was multiple. There's no way a, a, a yeah, person you can have hear, that many You can tell with more than one person, yeah. you know, if it's more yeah. than one person, you can. Wow. Yeah. So up in the attic, I can't recall if it was before or after, but there was a few times where we were walking up the steps and we would notice little pieces of paper or we would notice, you know, little shiny objects. And it was an old house. So, I mean, curiosity, you know, so we started looking and in, and in one day we went, we picked up one piece of paper and it led to several more. So the first one we grabbed was a photo. It was an older photo and then, yeah. And then it was stuck in between the floorboards. And then I think it was Mike ends up pulling one of them up because it was, it was not nailed down. And underneath that were dominoes and incense sticks, pieces of burned paper, newspaper newspaper clippings. We found a doctor's white coat, which we believe that was just, the owners awesome. who maybe left it there. That one, I think we explained, but the focus was on the, stuff that the we were papers and dominoes. And we also found marbles. So we found these little trinkets and we put them all in a shoebox. And we took the shoebox downstairs and we kind of went through. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear sign. Oh, bad idea. <laughs> we, we took it out to the neighbors and we're like, is this so-and-so? And they said, oh, those people used to live there like way back in the day. The man used to make boats. You know, we had a workshop outside that had little portholes that were made out of boat windows. So it, that so it made sense because the workshop was so cool and had all these rigs in it that we, we were like, well, that, you know, being right here next to the water, next to a dock, that makes sense. And so they explained who some of them were, but not all of them. They're like, I don't know what this is about. They told us about some of the previous owners being strange. Well, there was the other thing about the, the, some of the papers we were able to kind of piece together, which was really odd and somewhat disturbing, was in fact it kind of suggested necromancy. The necromancy that we were putting together. I'm the like, owners okay. are from necromancy. And that's, yeah. that's the art of communicating with the dead and manipulating the dead. Spirits, yes. spirits of the dead. Yes, okay. supposedly, yeah. For some people, they they believe that they can summon, you know, the the dead or yeah, or demons yeah. or something for assistance. Well, and, do you think that maybe it was somebody who was living in this house and realized that it was haunted, and they were trying to figure out a way to get maybe. rid of? 
maybe. Yeah, I would agree with that, you know, because we thought about that, too. And then considering at the end when we finally left, the amount of activity and it wasn't just one entity. It was several. We, we've lost, I can't remember how many we actually I wrote them all down. counted. But to say that that's a possibility, and for whatever reason, this property was that infested full, full, that full of character yeah yeah we call yeah. it character yeah um well now so wait, my, wait a minute wait a minute laura here i i, I hate to interrupt but we have yeah. we, we've just about run out of time for this episode and we haven't oh, okay. we've just barely even scratched the surface of what yeah. what's going on out there well let me yeah, ask let me ask you this quick this real quick i know i know you want to get to the history of the house as it happens but i i just have to ask how old was the house our house was like i think 1900s or Late, late 1800s. 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah, so wow. it's 100. So this place old. is is old. And and yes. the house was originally just a house and regular home. The neighborhood is not so regular. So you know, if it's not your house, I always tell people to research the land because I kind of do that for people part time, where they're like, "Could you research this for me?" Even if it's not paranormal related, you know, they're just looking for the who, what, where, and why of their property. Okay. Um, for various reasons. And so in this regard, we end up finding something else about the land. I'm going to stop you right there because that's, that's a perfect cliffhanger to leave, leave on. Okay. Um, so you found out something about the land that the house was on and the neighborhood and, and the house itself. And you found papers that were leading you to believe that possibly somebody was practicing necromancy in the house at some point. And, point, yeah. and we have discovered that this house is a nexus for multiple entities of some type. Yes. Right. And wow. it's, it's, it had a history of its own because how it becomes a duplex is related to the military in the area. Wow. Well, uh, as much as I hate to stop here, I, w- w- we've run out of time for this episode. So it looks like there's going to be a part two to this, the Portsmouth house Absolutely. in Virginia <laughs> with Laura and Josh McDaniel. And uh, we will finish this on another episode. Um, we appreciate you tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We'd like for you to uh, be sure that you go down on YouTube. If you're watching or listening on YouTube, be sure you click the subscribe button and give us a thumbs up. And uh, Harold can tell you how to get a hold of us on Facebook. Well, it's facebook.com slash Bryce Presley Show, Spook Show. Uh, go there, like our page, give us a thumbs up, as well as uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe and like our, our YouTube pages. And uh, you got stories, send them to us. You're hearing a doozy right here, you know, from from, from Laura and, and, and Josh. And uh, we're going to hear more about that. But if you got a story you want to share with us, you want us to share over there, PricePresleyShow at gmail.com is where you need to send it to. And we will keep you anonymous. That's right. We, we will not give your name away if you don't want us to. And we won't even give the exact location of where the house or where the events take place. Yeah. Gosh, man, I, I just hate to quit here, Harold. This is such <laughs> well, that's 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 uh that's what it's all about. We can have him come back for the next yeah. episode of this of talk, this particular show. Talk and, about uh, cliffhangers. You guys are hanging around. Uh we'll talk to you a little bit. We'll set up something. Is that good? Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds great. Uh, Don't go away. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Price and Presley Spook Show. I'm Terry Price. I am Harold Presley. Don't get spooked.